and welcome to Film Actually News for the 1st of July, 2012. I am Dave McVeigh, and I am joined by Josh Philpott. How are you, Josh? Yes, you are. You are joined by me. <laughs> and, and, joined and, at some sort of a soul-bonding geek level. And it is an honor to be joined by you. But we are also joined... And an honor to be joined by you, and not so much that other guy. <laughs> and that the other guy... who we still haven't introduced yet, and I don't guy. plan to let him get his introduction. <laughs> Richard Grant, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> Richard, that's your cue. Oh, right. Yeah, sorry. I just thought I was going to not have my introduction. No, no, that's cool. You don't have to. If you don't want to, we can just move You know, I, I won't mention the fact that uh, David's also joined by Richard Gray from therealbits.com. <laughs> 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 All right, this is Film Actually News. This is where we're loud, fast, in under 30 minutes. We get it through our news, and we kind of did a lighthearted look at the news. We kind of like mocking along. And I'm going to get us started here by saying, how much do you guys know about the Game of Thrones controversy? Uh, nothing. All right, I know so, it. I know it involves a hell of a lot of bush. <laughs> All right. So apparently, uh, in the audio commentary of Game of Thrones, it's like now the media is turning it around because uh, they're now saying, "Oh, it has been discovered." No, it wasn't discovered. The filmmakers themselves said it in the commentary, and they were joking about it. But of course, it's wrong the wrong way. Which is. At the end, spoilers, slight spoilers. At the end of Game of Thrones season one, there's all the heads on the spikes at the castle. And one of the heads, you'd never know watching the show because it goes by very quickly. But if you freeze frame it and the listen to the commentary, it is actually George W. Bush's head. <laughs> <laughs> now, it is a profile actually slightly facing away from camera. So it's not even like you're looking at George Bush's head and it's got long hair. But you can see the chin and the nose. And apparently it's they needed heads and it was just one of the heads they happened to have around. You know what I mean? So they put it up on a spike and they didn't think twice of it. Now, when they mentioned it on the commentary, of course, immediately it was jumped on. Oh, the liberal agenda. Oh, look, they put George Bush's head on a spike. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so this is this is open to can of worms, basically, which is so stupid, if you ask me. But HBO has responded. Now, the reason we bring this up is because if you uh, noticed very briefly, uh, HBO uh, pulled the DVD and Blu-rays off the shelf and uh, off of all the streaming services and everything else, and now it's back, and they've actually digitally altered the head so it no longer looks like George Bush. There you go. Problem solved. Problem solved. But here's the point. Anybody who bought the Blu-ray or DVD now has a collector's edition. Yeah, even better. <laughs> even better. So there you go. So that's story number one. So we can now safely say that uh, George Bush Gate head gate whatever is over. All right, <laughs> uh, Richard. Yeah, this is a weird one. Uh, Disney, as we know, uh, owned four thousand odd Marvel characters, um, including the big ones that uh, we've seen at the cinema recently. Um, one of the lesser known characters that they own is Big Hero Six, which I've never heard of. I've never heard of this, um, but it involves such memorable characters as Sunfire, Silver Samurai, Gogo Tamago, um, which I think means Gogo -Go Egg. If, if my <laughs> Japanese is great. Anyway, Honey Lemon and Hiro uh, Takachiko and Baymax, um, uh, they were created by the Japanese government to protect the country from all threats. Now, apparently, uh, Walt Disney Animation Studios is in early talks to develop um, with Marvel animated features. So I just thought it was interesting that they're actually thinking of making some animated theatrical feature films based on characters nobody cares about. Um, Do you know what I think is really interesting? I'm looking at the cover of this thing. It looks like you know a game of Street Fighter. It, it does, but I mean, I think it's good that they're, they're thinking of doing animated ones is, is the encouraging thing because um, obviously 
you know, not not every you know comic book lends itself to a big giant blockbuster motion picture, you know. And maybe if if it's not uh, the theatrical ones, maybe they could get a whole lot of direct to DVD stuff out as well. But it'd be good. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, <sighs> I got one for you, man. Okay. You gotta you you gotta you gotta hear this, dude, because um I I think you, Dave, might it, well both of you might understand why I'm incredibly excited about this. Universal um are planning a box set right now and I'm not sure if you guys have seen this kicking around but essentially it is all of the classic um, monster movies oh. and we're talking Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, Ooh, Invisible yes. Man, Dracula, The Wolfman, Phantom of the Opera, The Mummy and The Creature from the Black Lagoon on Blu-ray. Oh, oh. you had Because I've got that on DVD. I bought when they when they brought that one out on DVD, it's amazing, but on Blu-ray that would be magnificent. Yeah, and I just wanted to uh hold up the do not miss that one flag. Oh, for I that want that. I want it. Look, check out Universal all this year. They're doing some amazing stuff. They've just announced a Alfred Hitchcock Blu-ray box set this week. And it's like fourteen classic, like the really good Alfred Hitchcock films. Yeah, that's that's um, the essential collection, isn't it? That's it's the, essential. That's it's the master. Sort of there's stuff. like thirteen of them haven't been released on Blu-ray before. Uh, and we're it sounds talking like it's film- the same collection, then, man, because this is also called the essential collection. Right. Okay. Well, there you go. So it, it's it's. I think it's it it's Universal's hundredth anniversary, so they're just putting out everything. Fantastic. That's good to hear. So good. Yay! Mm. All right, I got a question. Go. Didn't Sigourney Weaver die at the end of Avatar? I've blocked everything in that film out of my head, so <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Help me out what here. What if she's well? Because if we believe the storyline, then she's part of the tree, so maybe she gets reborn. Yeah, but remember, it couldn't save her. They put uh, her reborn. in the tree, and then it couldn't save her. Well, she came out this week and confirmed that James Cameron is making Avatar two, three, and four. I said it again: two, three, and four simultaneously. Uh, <laughs> Maybe they're all prequels. And and she said that she's she's been signed to be in two, three, and four. Maybe but did, she's like a guiding force somehow. I thought she died. Oh, she's she's the Obi Wan to the blue guys. Oh, Luke. Yeah. Strike me down, and I will become much stronger. Yes. Yes. There you go. I like that idea. Maybe they <laughs> maybe they like reanimate her corpse. How dare I feel? I feel. <laughs> <laughs> Am I going off the deep end with this one? I'm sorry. Mildly, mildly. Uh, Richard, tell me about Hugo Weaving. Uh, Hugo Weaving. Uh, look, there's not a lot of Australian films that I oh, lost get Richard. excited about in the lead up to. Oh, there he is. Um, oh, hello. Yeah, we lost you for a second. Say it again. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, there's not a lot of Australian films that I get excited about in the lead up to, but this one I, I, I've been following for a little while because it's called Mystery Road. It's a western. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be directed by Ivan Sen, uh, whose last movie was Tumala, but he's uh, an Indigenous Australian director who's done a lot of great films over the last decade or so. Um, he, I, I actually had the honour of um, interviewing him late last year, and he mentioned that he was making this film then, and he described it as being very influenced by um, uh, No Country for Old Men, and he said that he was really excited because he was going to have a big shootout at the end and we didn't see enough of that in Australian, uh, you know, films. And I, I agreed with him. I thought it was a great idea. So, but now Deadline's reporting that Hugo Weaving's been added to the cast, which is also going to include True Blood's Ryan Quanton, um, who plays a pig hunter, uh, <laughs> as he would, <laughs> and uh, Jack Thompson as a quote pastoralist who's seen better times. 
Um, the lead actor is Aaron Peterson, who's uh, is going to play an indigenous detective who's sent back to the outback town to solve the murder of a teenage indigenous girl. And I'm actually kind of excited about this for, for once because it's going to be a mystery thriller indigenous western um, Australian film. Yeah, look, yeah, it, exactly. it sounds It's a genre too. film which we don't get enough of. Yeah, know? absolutely. It sounds different enough to actually make me want to go to the cinema to see that one. That's yeah. interesting. I'm actually, yeah. that's been added to my list officially just based on that synopsis. Very good, very good. Uh, speaking of films I really want to see. <laughs> speaking of films I really want to see, in fact, um, Lego. We all love Lego, right? The new film Lego, The Piece of Resistance. Uh, is coming out next year, directed by Phil Lord and Christopher Miller, the directors of 21 Jump Street and Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Uh, now, the reason why I really want to see this is because we have always wanted to see a Batman and Superman movie. Mm. Well, apparently they're going to be in it. <laughs> so, so we've already got uh, Will Arnett uh, signed to play the voice of Lego Batman uh, in this film, which, mind you, the synopsis is not actually a Lego Batman Superman film. The synopsis actually says, uh, where is it? Pratt will play, uh, sorry, so we're talking about uh, Chris Pratt, uh, will play Emmett, an ordinary law-abiding rules-following perfectly average Lego minifigure who is mistakenly identified as the most extraordinary master builder. He's drafted into a fellowship of strangers uh, on an epic quest to stop an evil tyrant from gluing the universe together, a journey for which he is honest, uh, he is hopelessly and hilariously unprepared for. Uh, and apparently we're going to have all sorts of mayhem and, and hilarity. Now, the thing I thought was very interesting about the story was apparently they've been approaching people to play Superman uh, for this particular film, and Channing Tatum has been approached to play Superman. So uh, it could be a very interesting year for Channing Tatum. The year continues. That's definitely a strange choice. Uh, I I will definitely see that film though. I will look. I, the soon when I heard they were making a Lego film, I went, "Oh, that could go in all sorts of bad directions." And then I heard Phil Lord and Christopher Miller were directing it, and I went, "If they can make Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs work, they can make anything work." Yep. So oh, yeah. I'm in. Yeah, uh, and Will Arnett's pretty good most. Of the and time. Will Arnett's going to make a really good Batman. <laughs> Let me just tell you <laughs> that right now. <laughs> I just don't know about Channing Tatum, but anyway. <laughs> uh, okay. Richard, speaking now, of Channing Tatum, let's go to Jackie Chan. Does anyone remember Jackie Chan retiring from action films? Remember when that happened? Va- that happen? uh, I think of, like, again, I think that's just the thing you do in the martial arts films is essentially you get to this point where you go, I'm out, I'm back. <laughs> well, well apparently he's back in again. Um, he's, uh, I don't know how old he is now, but he must be well into his 50s or 60s now. But he's apparently going to do um, another, he's lining up another English language action comedy, and we know how well they've worked out for him in the past. Mm, mm. Um, they've always been high quality. Um, and for this one, uh, he's lining Medallion. up. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, I just got stuck in my throat. Tuxedo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they were the same film, right? Uh, Mr. Nice Guy. Um, yeah, anyway. Uh, he was. Oh, no, wait. Mr. Nice Guy was dubbed. No, don't worry about that. Forget that one. Tuxedo. What and was that horrible McDonald's. one he actually made in Australia? Oh, that was. the sh- Something of the Super Chef or something. What was that thing yeah, called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, I think that was Mr. Nice Guy. That was Mr. Nice Guy. Yeah, that was made, shot yeah, in Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was terrible. I remember that one. Um, he's making you one, and he's hired to, to, to write this film. Uh, Jay Longino, whose uh, sole credit is the masterpiece Bachelor Party 2, The Last Temptation. Oh, God. Which went straight to video. Apparently, the storyline is going to be it's an action comedy featuring a detective, Jackie Chan, uh, who must track down an American gambler that skipped out on his huge debt owed to a Macau casino syndicate. And it, uh, he goes through Hong Kong, Macau, Eastern Europe, and China. Now, um, 
I'm not going to prejudge this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you're a braver uh, man than I am. <laughs> but I'm going to go out on a limb and say that maybe it may not be his best work. His next film is going to be called Chinese 12 Zodiac, which is coming out on my birthday, December the 12th this year, 12th of the 12th of the 12th. Oh, there you go. So for that reason alone, that he's premiering a film on my birthday. So he's got Chinese 12 Zodiac coming out this year. He's got this uh, piece of trash coming out next year. So Mm. therefore, he really hasn't retired. You're not prejudging it, Dave. I am. (laughs) I never said I wasn't going to prejudge it. So he really (laughs) hasn't retired. (laughs) Well, he he said he was retiring from action, but clearly he hasn't. No. No. <laughs> you know, there's only so many bones you can break. There's probably a couple he hasn't broken. Jumping yet. off anything and sliding down anything. I think there'll be a lot of there'll be a lot more comedy. It'll be a lot more Peter Sellers and a lot less Jackie Chan. So you actually think he might use a stunt double now? I I think so. Yeah, I think, I think he think has been though. He has been for the last couple. You'd have to. Yeah, I think his days of jumping off of hot air balloons is over. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Starship Troopers, guys. Do we have to? Yeah, because all I've got to say is a big yay. Um, Starship Troopers is being remade. Uh, that's not the part that where I go yay. The part where I go yay is that uh, the uh, producer of the film has basically said that it is going to be much closer to the book than the original, uh, So, which I am very excited about. Now, the producer is, now the name has gone out of my head. I'm looking through it here. Basically, he's the same guy who's produced Total Recall. Um, and he said that uh, what one of the things I thought was really interesting that he actually said was uh, <laughs> when you when you are uh, spending a lot of money, studios get involved. And then so he said the more violent you become, the studios start to react. If you are spending lots of money, be a little bit less overtly violent. They leave you alone. So he said that with the new Total Recall, for instance, Paul Verhoeven went his direction and made it incredibly bloody. He said that if you aim for a slightly lower level of uh, graphic gore, then the studios leave you alone. So he said that with Starship Troopers, he can get a big budget together and he can actually make this film based much more on Heinlein's novel uh, just by toning the violence down a little bit. As he said, uh, Verhoeven took uh, the novel to one extreme, and he made it almost comical. This is a direct quote from him. He says, Froven took uh, the novel from one extreme and made it almost comical, whereas our job is to be a little bit more faithful to the book and ground it a little more, which I love those words are music to my ears. Yeah, it sounds like he's exclusively dealing in Paul Verhoeven remakes. At this point, yes. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so and he said, what "Does that- this guy sit down with his entire library and just like rage at it? He's just like, oh, I can make these so much better than you." <laughs> what's his name again? Uh, what's, what's, uh, oh, Toby Jaffe. It's, it's Toby, Toby Jaffe. Jaffe. Toby Jaffe. It, yeah. His previous um, credits as a producer um, includes the Prom Night remake. Uh, <laughs> Life or something wow. like it, Rockstar, Blue Streak, and The Quick and the Dead. Uh, Quick and yeah. the Dead was all right. The Dead was all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I yeah, think that, it, was, that was a Sam Raimi film. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, Everything that, about that film was Sam Raimi. Very much yeah. so. I think the big thing on this one will be, uh, will be Total Recall. If Total Recall is a success, he writes his own ticket after that. The latest trailer looks pretty good. It does. I really like the look of the latest trailer. Uh, here it is. Here's that exact quote. It says, the more expensive a film, the harder it is now to make it that violent. Mm. I don't is, think I don't think that that man's sprouting word of, words of wisdom by saying that. No, like, I think he's learning to play the system is what he's doing. Yeah, well, let's see how being, he goes. He's with, being fairly pragmatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's, he's being very pragmatic. 
yeah. Let's see how he goes with his first film. We'll uh, see whether or not. I really want to see a faithful version of Starship Troopers, so I'm, I'm kind of keen on that news. So. There's a lot of Heinlein coming out in the next couple of years, I think. There's the one, All You Zombies or whatever it's called. What's oh, that is, one? That, is that coming out? There's, there's, there, apparently it's been uh, greenlit for a, 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 a adaptation. So Cool, cool. Yeah. All right, now tell us about RZA. RZA and Josh and I were talking about this before. Um, they, uh, always, always been a big uh, um, kung fu fan, uh, as you know. And and uh, there was one uh, featurette I saw him having a sort of a, a slinging contest with with Tarantino to see who had the better, rarest prints of kung fu films. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, he's decided to uh, take a leaf out of Tarantino's book and make his own um, crazy mashup. Kung Fu Western film Why um, called The Man with the Iron Fist and the trailer and poster dropped for it this week, both of which are awesome. IGN's got the exclusive oh, Red yeah. Band trailer. Um, through the magic of post-production, David, can you drop in 30 seconds of it here? I think I can throw it, throw it in right about here. You forge a weapon. You need three things. The right metal. Temperatures over 1400 degrees. And someone who wants to kill. Here in Jungle Village. We got all three. And there you have it. <laughs> and that looks amazing. It does look yeah, fantastic. It, it just looks mind-blowing. Like they they've picked the best people for the roles. And it just looks so unique and in a lot of ways really, really comfortingly on the mark and also at the same time very his own style. And all of those things make me very happy. Cool. This movie movie better be amazing, just saying. (laughs) I'm just going to say, though, that we all thought Ninja Assassin looked fantastic in the trailers, too. Yeah, but again, RZA sits on a different level for me. RZA is like one of those people, like like, uh, Jim, uh, Jim, what's his name? The guy that did Ghost Dog. Oh, like that's a, yeah. yeah. Where it's just like everything that RZA touches is good. So <laughs> this just this can't fail as far I mean, as my mind can make it work. It's also co-written by Eli Roth, um, but it's got uh, casters like Russell Crowe, Lucy Liu, RZA himself is in there, um, uh, Pam Greer as well. It's 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 sponsored by Tarantino, so I think it's going to have that kind of vibe to it. Cool. We'll wait and see. I'm always up for a, a good balls to the wall uh, martial arts action film. So let's go for it. Mm. You know, it's eye popping, eye popping, eye gouging. Yeah. <laughs> <Even>. <laughs> um, all right. So we sad news. We did mention this on the main show. We'll mention it very quickly here. Uh, sad news: Nora Ephron passed at the age of 71. She she uh, finally succumbed to leukemia. She basically reinvented. Um, uh, rom-coms and light light uh comedy uh it is a real sad it is a really sad moment uh and she will be missed and uh and we gave a, a much longer tribute on our main show so you can actually have a listen to that um but that's it boys that's our news for the day um we brought this in really fast this week well, it's it's it, it, some some weeks loud, fast, and under thirty minutes. That doesn't have an undertime. So yeah, absolutely, I think we did a good job. So I think what we will do is it's been a up, slow news week. It, it has been, Josh. It, it has really been has. a slow news week. So I think what we will do is we will 
end the show with uh, another new trailer that came out this week. Very hot trailer. In fact, it's the new full trailer for Ryan Johnson's Looper. Um, and we will finish the show with that. And we'll go out with that because, uh, wow, <laughs> I thought the teaser was good. <laughs> this is uh, really good stuff. Have you guys had a chance to actually watch this yet? No. No, oh. not the new trailer. I, I didn't think there was yeah. anything new in it, but I will have a look at it now. No, have a look at it. It starts off and you think you're watching the same trailer and then it goes off into all sorts of new footage. Uh, the, the trailer, um, there's two trailers out came out this week. The first one was an international trailer and that was pretty good. And then the second official full trailer came out, the US trailer. And it starts with uh, Bruce Willis and uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt having a conversation in a diner. That um, said, and this this could be something other people want to do as well, I want to go into this one as surprised as possible. Yeah, but uh, I think the trailer is just giving me enough now that I'm ready to watch this film. Cool. So we'll play Take that trailer. Take it away, toys. <laughs> so we'll play that trailer to let us go out. But first, before we do that, Josh, where can people find out more about you on the internet? RawDLC.com is a gaming website. You should go over there and check it out and see all the new content that's up there and stuff. Cool. And Richard, where can people find you? Uh, the RiddleBits.com. <laughs> that's the RiddleBits.com is an awesome website full of stuff, mostly movie-related, a little, little bit of comics, um, and also on Twitter at DVDBits because that's where I like to hang out, cats. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and Dig. You, can find, you, can find, you can find me at geekactually.com or on Twitter at David McVeigh. Do check out our other shows. We've got the main Film Actually show that comes out. Hopefully, if you're listening to that, that's you already know about. If you're listening to this, you already know about that. We also have our comic book podcast, Behind the Panels, uh, which you can also find on iTunes or on geekactually.com. That's it, guys. That's the show. Let's get out of here. We'll see you all next week. Bye now. Bye. Bye. So you're me in 30 years. Sun's down into your eyes. It's too strange. And your face looks backwards. Do you know what's gonna happen? You done all this already? As me? I don't wanna talk about time travel. We both know how this has to go down. So why don't you do what old men do and die? Why don't you just take your little gun over between your legs and do it? Boy. Time travel is outlawed, used only in secret by the largest criminal organizations. When they need someone gone and they want to erase any trace of the target ever existing, they use specialized assassins like me, called loopers. You're a looper. You know what we do? And the only rule is never let your target escape, even if you're target. You. This is not a good thing. My boss will be searching for me until he finds me. Sweet to the streets. Get on it. I'm gonna fix this. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna kill it. Hunt them down. But every second that passes is bad. What's he gonna do? I'm gonna save your life. My life. Your life. I know you're not lying when you say you're gonna kill this guy. I'm sorry.